Welcome to Loose Leaf Tea and You, a podcast designed to invite people into conversation that cultivates community response. I'm Kennedy Kreider, and I would love to invite you to put the kettle on, pour yourself a cup of tea, and participate alongside me in difficult topics, playful banter, and hopeful conversation. This week, I get to talk to my friend Kelsey Elliott about an ethnographic research project we did our junior year. In this type of research, you don't come in with something you're trying to prove, but you really let the interview results direct the outcomes and things that you learn from the study. So I probably talk on here more than I do and have on any other episode because this is a topic I really think is important and that I'm really passionate about and love doing. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this and thank you so much for listening. So Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. I'm really excited to get into our topic, but if you wanted to really fast for the audience, introduce yourself, say how we know each other, and then um, maybe your major and how you came to Trebekah. Okay, um, I am Kelsey Elliott. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Um, I think our topic today is really important. Um, I am a senior intercultural studies major, and we know each other from like classes. And I feel like we really got to know each other when we did this, yeah. um, <laughs> this research project. So yeah. kind of brought us together. <laughs> yes. So I felt God leading me here. It was it ended up being the only college that I applied to because, my, and that made my father very, very mad, but I knew that this is where I needed to be. Yeah. And coming to the end of my four years here, like this was where God needed me to be and where I should have been. So, yeah, that's cool. So the name of this podcast is Loose Leaf Tea and You. So um, we start every podcast with a question what tea are you drinking? So literally, what are you drinking right now as we record this, but also metaphorically, what has been giving you life, warming you up recently? Um, So both of those questions. So um, right now, I am drinking Great Value Black Tea. (laughs) That's that was my choice um, in my mug called that says love yourself on both sides. I felt like that was fitting. Yeah. Um, and then life giving for me this. Um, I think trust, like getting back in the rhythm of trusting God more and um, healing from my own like season of burnout, honestly because really went through it (laughs) but I just I turn in my last final for um this last half of the semester last night so same I for like a few days I only had the world religion essay to do like I had several Uh, days where that was the only thing I had to do but I still like could not make myself do it until the last minute (laughs) I'm like yeah am I the way that I am I don't know um okay so you alluded to this a little bit but we did an ethnography project research project together was it the fall of last of last school year yes 
So that was like, right? That was the last normal semester. Yeah. I'm really glad we got that in because that's really something you can't really do um, virtually. Yep. But if you want to explain a little bit about what ethnographic research is, and then even if you want to get into um, some vague details about our project, because there are some confidentiality things we are not able to talk about because yeah. we're professional researchers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is re- it's like putting yourself into goodness gracious I haven't had to articulate this in (laughs) over a year yeah ethnographic research is where you are you go in and study a group of people who are different from you and whatever and whatever way that you're like focusing in on yeah you get in there you sit with them you talk with them ideally you would do like live life with them for an extended amount of time like for like even some ethnographic researchers do it for years and stuff yeah I've actually been part of two ethnographic research while here at Trebekah and both of them were very short-term basic but at the same time even in those short that short amount of time they were so informative because it's so it puts you out of it expands your worldview yeah, I think that's a really good definition. I would probably just say like studying people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what it is. Yeah, like, that is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yes, but um, for sure, I think that'll suffice for. Yeah, for if the, you want to learn this. more about it, take the class with Kathy. Okay. Yes, people. it's such a good class. It's so good. I think it should be back to normal in the fall. So hope that for them. I, I do hope that for them as well. <laughs> so yeah, our our project focused on the self-care practices of people experiencing secondary trauma. So mm-hmm. secondary or vicarious trauma is the trauma people who work with or ha- are in close relationship with people who have experienced trauma. So it's kind of like secondhand trauma from yeah. working closely with um people who have been through really tough things and who have lived through traumatic things and are still and like or could still be experienced right yes so we kind of focused on the self-care practices of people Mm -hmm. working in those environments and kind of focused on burnout and self-care yes yeah so I I think burnout is really it's always a really important topic but I think especially during the pandemic yeah we're kind of all going through that so if you want to talk a little bit about uh why you think talking about burnout maybe normalizing it and talking about self-care is important especially like in the world today yeah so I think burnout is the result of the way our reception our society runs mm. on like this constant productivity and like there's no breaks and even if you are on a break like you're still like your headspace like is still in productivity mode like you're yeah. still like how can I be more productive it's like this accumulation of stress yeah. and like your whole body's effect it affects you mentally it affects you physically it affects you emotionally like 
it's not just this laziness or like, I, like, I feel like that's sometimes what people might say, like, oh, you, you're just lazy. Like, no, like it's a real thing that people experience. It's like, it's a tr- stress response. Yeah. Um, a chronic stress response. And it's something that definitely needs to be talked about. <laughs> especially on a college campus. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. I think like one of the biggest takeaways from college for me was like the practice of rest in Sabbath time yes. and like realizing the world spins whether or not you are working every yep. 24-7. So yes, this is such an important topic, especially <laughs> during a pandemic when we're all not at our best mentally and we're all just (laughs) tired and we're on this weird eight-week schedule where we're just turning in assignments all the time so glad we're getting these little break days now but even then like honestly like this framed as like study days because it's like catch up day like yeah it's like they know that the pace that we're going at is too fast yeah for us to really be able to keep up Right. So we're going to sprinkle in some days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. So if you want to talk about the results or the findings of our study a little okay. bit. So the results of like our findings mm-hmm. or major themes were burnout. That was, we never, I don't, we never even brought up burnout necessarily in our own like in our leading question, like in the grand question that you asked. Grand tour, yes. (laughs) But it was consistently brought up. Yes. Or did did we bring it up? I can't find. I don't don't think so. I think we really just asked. No, we asked about Mm self-care and everybody brought up burnout. Yep. (laughs) Um, And then... The other finding, uh, another thing we found was everyone really believed that self-care must come first and like it should be a priority. And then some were more specific to um, the place that we studied itself. So like, and the work that they did. So like losses are heartbreaking. That was like how like they had to deal with their own sense of loss when someone who they had come they were walking alongside chose to leave or just left like out of the blue or something like that yeah and then the other theme the last one was like there are positive there were positives and negatives about the like felt about the organization and how they were supported them yeah um and their self-care and during burnout yeah and I think which you kind of already touched on busyness was also oh yeah busyness oh when that came we were like the type of people who choose to work in the helping profession are usually people you know the the metaphor of like putting in an airplane like putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you help others like that whole idea of of prioritizing self-care for yourself is like really foreign and hard to the type of people who are usually attracted to the helping profession. So I remember when we were doing this project, I was thinking about like our student leaders here at Trebekah and like our RAs 
like they're expected to be available 24 seven, like sleep with their phones on so they can be contacted whenever they can't travel too far because they need to be available at all times. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, maybe this is not best practices for our students (laughs) and maybe not uh, teaching them uh, how to be holistically healthy when they leave this So because one of the major, well, one of the major things that like we talked, they, we found in our study that people talked about was how important boundaries are and how much people need space. And our student leaders don't really, and like the people who are on campus, like I think of the RDs and stuff, like they don't have that. And like the saying is like, they don't have that sort of luxury, but to me, like that shouldn't be a luxury. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's like the bare minimum. Yes, like that is the bare minimum. That is the expectation. Yeah. But it's not at the same time. Yeah. When I was in SGA, like I so had the mentality of like, I needed to be available all the time and like I needed to be on all the time. So, what are some things you think Trevecca has done well in this area of, of helping students and leaders have self care? And then, what are some things you think they could work on? Um, so I have a few things that I wrote down. I think like, and this is coming from my own personal experience, um, as someone who has, there's like myself, like I've experienced burnout here. Yeah. Um, I think the offering of the counseling center is amazing and how, um, available they are to the student body, um, not only like if you want to go to counseling yourself or like you feel it, that you need to, but also in the way that like they're present on like social media. Like I think of their Instagram and how they share like self-care tips or just things like that, that fill people even without them having necessarily to walk into or enter into a space that is like counseling. Yeah. Um, and then I think of also like my professors or like in my classes that are like relationship based. Yeah. And I know that like, eh. and I'll, like, although there's this sense, like there's still deadlines and there's still things that have to be turned in to get a grade. Yeah. When I feel that I have a relationship with my professors, um, some of that stress is lifted like because I know that they see me as more than just what I produce right and that takes some stress off yeah that's something I found for sure is like Mm -hmm. our professors in the religion department I have found so I can't really speak to other departments but yeah really care about how Mm -hmm. we are as more than just students and like yes if you're open about like one time my tire flew off my car and while I was driving and I was like having a meltdown and I was like I called Kathy was like the first person I called I was like I'm gonna be late I'm gonna be late to class and she was like don't come like they care about you know our mental health and I think that is important that is a really big plus for sure yeah, because, like, I hear about other, like, from my friends at other universities and stuff where that's not necessarily the case. And I, um, I heard a story about Macmillan one time 
like similar type of things and he was like we want you to like wrestle with these ideas and and let it shape you like it it doesn't you don't have to just be productive all the time like that is so big I'm happy then that I hear that because some of my paper that I turned in last night was like I'm still processing and wrestling because with this eight-week model like we don't get a lot of time to process things and like really think through which like I need that time right but I also one professor that I feel like people would be like oh no Hoskins is all like uh he allows for space and like is very I don't like affirming yeah and yeah yeah all of our, I feel like all of our professors yes we're very grateful like I'm very appreciative <laughs> they're so relational and that's so important mm-hmm. yeah so what are some things you think Trebekka could work on right now with COVID <laughs> uh-huh. and the way our schedule is set up there's no time for us which we've already kind of talked about that yeah like how a day once every few weeks isn't what I would call a break and even then like they still call it study breaks and stuff when I saw that you asked this question, I kind of was like, what, are, like, what are some of the ways that we could help with this kind of stuff? Yeah. And I thought of the way that there's, like, there are some times where I, ha- where I have something due, like, every day of the week. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what would it look like to have, like, a sabbath wide like campus-wide sabbath yeah. like where there's not anything to do and there's not but at the same time I know that some people would still treat that as like a catch-up day just because yeah like yeah those are needed also but that's a really cool idea though but I've also wondered I say that and I'm still like are we sure because um am I sure that they're are we sure that there's not necessarily that kind of thing? Like, I think I remember having things due on Saturdays before, but at the same time, like, I haven't had anything due on Saturday this entire semester mm-hmm. when I had something due every day, other days. So, yeah. well, <laughs> like, do they have that? And, like, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I had like, several different professors be like, we're not going to have anything due on this day because, like, y'all need Sabbath. But they would have their days, like, mixed up. <laughs> like, everybody would build in a Sabbath day, but it was, like, all on different days. So I still yes. like, I couldn't have a day of doing nothing. Um, it, and yeah. I know that some people are going to be like, but um, you should, like, part of, like, you should work ahead. You should like part of sa- keeping Sabbath is like plan, like planning yeah, yeah. and working ahead. But at the same time, like with the nature of college, the reality is that we don't have a lot of time to work ahead. I know that there are some students who can, and that is great for them. How do they do it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I will never. Who are they? What? <laughs> but that's just not the reality for most college students. So what would it look like as a university to come forward and say like, no, like we feel that this is something that is needed and that Sabbath is an integral part of who we are. Yeah. And it's not just like having a rest day. It's like how we shape our systems to expect that people are 
productive six days in rest yep. on a seventh. Yep. Um, um, am I allowed to, I, I mean, this isn't a cuss word, but um, MJ in class, I can't remember if it was from a reading or just something that he said, but like a day off, like seeing Sabbath as just another day off is a bastardized version of mm. Sabbath. And like, I think uh, like, and just how Sabbath can play into taking that stress off of, like allowing for that space of rest to help either prevent or work through burnout. Like it's yeah. just, yeah, be life-giving instead of life-taking. Right, right, right. Yeah, and did you uh, watch Mary Schmidt's Teaching Excellence Chapel? Yes. She did it last Thursday, I think. And she was talking about what it means to like be an excellent teacher. And she mm -hmm. said, maybe a better question, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but like maybe a better question is how can we even the playing field and expect different things from different students so that everyone can achieve excellence. It's not just about having a high standard. It's about like making sure everybody can can reach it. And I think that's like an Im important component to this topic of burnout and self-care is like changing expectations. And like, I don't know how that would look for Trebekah. Like I, I get that they're like a business and they have like accreditation stuff that they have to do. But if you're claiming you're like a Christian university in the heart of Nashville, but like a Christian university, like these are the things that the people of God like are called to participate yeah. in. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know how that would look, but. We should ha start having the conversations. Yes. Or start as a community. Yeah. Yes. For like sure. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that looks like expecting different things from our RAs and mm -hmm. our SGA and um, at least having conversations with professors about expectations of productivity in their students. Mm -hmm. But even the professors too, like they don't yep. they need a Sabbath too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. Do you have any other ideas how we could how we could do better and work on things? Well, really, it's more like kind of how do we like the way that I imagine we could frame these kinds of conversations or like start leading into them or start joining into them is like asking the questions like how do we make this space this campus mm -hmm. a more life-giving place for students and not just how to manage it once how, like not just how to manage burn, burnout once it comes yeah um like how can we as a community support those who experience burnout but also create a space that prevents it as well or yeah because to me like burnout is just like I said, like a result of living or being in a space that is life-taking rather than life-giving. So how can we be better life-giving to our students, to our student leaders, to our professors? To Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and like, that was one of the things we saw in our study, like people were saying, mm-hmm. like, you have to be proactive about it yes. because like you will reach that burnout point mm-hmm. and then it's going to be so much harder to get like back into it because you are literally burnt out, cannot yep. function, cannot help people. You can't even take care of yourself uh, very well at like at that point. And so it's so important about to be proactive about it and to implement those things weekly and not just when you're feeling the burnout come on even though there are ways you can you can still kind of do self-care when you're already feeling the effects of burnout yeah and like I just want to reiterate like self-care looks different for everyone like what is life-giving for me is not life like does that mean that it's life-giving for you and giving the space to be able to honestly like trial and error Mm -hmm. but also like just being able to have the space to try out their own things and be able to set those practices and maintain them daily weekly monthly yearly whatever like (laughs) yeah so maybe like it would be a good idea I don't know what they do anymore in the link classes but like I feel like that'd be a really good time to yes. like talk about self-care. Like when the freshmen come in, that would be a really mm-hmm. good idea. That really would. I would have loved, like that would have been needed. <laughs> I'm going to send this to Dan Poon. I'm going to send this episode directly to Dan. He needs to hear this. We have all the great ideas. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Just keep them coming. Just hit us up. We'll solve all the problems. <laughs> We are burnout experts. <laughs> from from research and experience, we are <laughs> burnout experts. That's funny. All right, so let's uh, transition into the rapid fire question portion. I'm of so bad at these. <laughs> don't don't think too much about it. I okay. hate when people uh, I'm like send them to me beforehand so I have time to think about it like I hate rapid fire questions but here I am doing it to other people <laughs> okay so what is your favorite building on campus and why McClurkin and honestly it's probably because it's where I have spent the most time uh during my four years and it's been just a place of growth and healing for me so yeah okay if this week was a candle scent what scent would it be oh um 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 um, lavender Mm. lavender and oh i'm trying to think of a specific candle we'll just say lavender why not lavender that's a good scent eucalyptus actually eucalyptus i love eucalyptus (laughs) (laughs) yeah today is technically our spring break this one day so great and we're in this between time of the semester of the the halves of semesters so it's just like now's the time to take that break and (laughs) recharge yeah yeah because this podcast is centered on activism or being active about issues we always ask um what was the moment you knew you had to do something in that kind of that transition from passivity to active engagement in the world? So like just in general, like what? Yeah. So I 
think it was a process of realizing that like as a Christ follower, I am sent out mm-hmm. and called to live out and be filled with God's shalom and like the wholeness and bringing like, cause God brings wholeness and fullness into our lives and like living that out in the world and bringing that about because that is what justice is about was like setting things right making things whole and yeah I think that realization that process of realization was like oh like there like things need to change because that like what I see around me is not a reflection of um how things should be yeah and things need to be made right that's good that'll preach (laughs) (laughs) okay and then um for someone who is listening to this podcast what would you hope their response would be after listening to this my hope would be that they would see and feel the importance or allow themselves to feel their need for for self-care to like reflect Mm -hmm. and also to not have to to see burnout differently and not as a source of shame um because I think that's something that we like I know that's something that I've carried but I had carried with me yeah and still do like I that's something I still struggle with but like it's not something to be ashamed about and it's not necessarily even something that like should be worked like something that you can just push through it's about healing yeah and about finding those life-giving practices and being filled with life from God yeah that's good yeah so again like we are the burnout experts the self-care experts so if you need any tips slide in our dms (laughs) we'll give you some tips just kidding but maybe I don't know email us yes always open for conversation yes <laughs> again thank you so much for coming and talking about this I think it really is an important conversation to start to normalize burnout and and normalize uh trying to work against our productive culture and realizing that you know self-care is important so mm-hmm. yeah well thanks, thanks so for much. having me this is such a fun conversation. It really was. <laughs>